Do you live in the middle of nowhere and feel separated from the church? Yeah, that's me. Or do you think the church is out of touch? Absolutely. Then this podcast is for you. Coming to you from the Diocese of Sioux City. What? Where the hell is Sioux City? Welcome to Outcast Catholic with your hosts, Father Shane Demon and Father Travis Crotty. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Outcast Catholic. I'm Father Travis Crotty. And I'm Father Shane Demon. Father Shane, listen, I got some beef with what you, do you right got? now. What do you beef got? is actually a funny analogy to use there. Well, for for our listeners out there, I ended up having COVID over Christmas. Thankfully, I was I was fine. Very minimal symptoms. Oh. And <laughs> that's for, exactly for what it was. COVID. That's exactly what you it was. You got the Rona. You I were Rona. Rona. I got the Rona. You know what's funny? Uh, when I was living in here in living here in Sioux City during the what everybody calls the quarantine, which is funny, but whatever the initial shutdown stuff in March, somebody spray painted on the on the big water tower. Maybe I referenced this earlier before, but the big water tower in Grandview Park in Sioux City has all this spray paint on it. I'm sure you've seen that growing up here. Yeah, I don't remember you talking about this. Okay, but go ahead. so on the back side of it, I was playing frisbee golf there the one day. Somebody like very fresh this this spring and summertime somewhere in there spray painted a brand new mural that says Rona and has these Rona and then underneath 2020 and has these little like um, Pac-Man ghost guys like okay. flying around it. I was like, <laughs> that's amazing. I've also made the joke like <laughs> you should get, get a tattoo that says Rona 2020 if you've had it. So maybe I should ask that artist. Um, not, I'm not condoning getting Rona tattoos. But. Nor are we condoning public graffiti, are we? Well, that's pretty cool. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Artistic abilities, sure. Well, I should, to, to, to say like this this uh, this place, it's like they kind of encourage, they don't encourage graffiti, but they have those murals from those concerts. And right, right, right. It is Anyways, a public display. So while I had COVID, uh, Father Shane came in the clutch and helped uh, cover a Spanish mass. How'd that go, by the way? Went okay? It went very well. Went very well. Um I noticed, so this is kind of interesting. I noticed like the, the confirmation candidates who like, I totally forgot to tell you that you had to like sign their little sheet. Uh-huh. So I was hoping that wasn't too confusing, but no, I'm no, sure no, no. that was I a go, little confusing. As vocation director, I, I'm visiting other parishes constantly and people yeah. are constantly coming up to me saying, hey, would you sign this? That yeah. I actually showed up and filled my duty. So I am signing documents that I have no there, idea where There's always just up. like a little, it's a little confusing though after that mass. It's like, you're, it's like one thirty in the afternoon. You're just like a little tired and then somebody's speaking really fast Spanish at you. And right. Anyways. What I hear after the fact, Father Shane uh, covers this mass. He says that somebody brought him a breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. I assume that that was probably meant for me, since I'm the you know, regular celebrant of that mass. So I'm, I'm kind of waiting for this breakfast burrito. You think I owe you a breakfast? Was it burrito? pretty good? Was it, it was good? delicious. <laughs> breakfast burrito. I think she. Her name was Teresa. God bless Teresa right. for your community. Um, to be honest with you, Father, uh, I don't think it was for you. Oh, you're right. You're it was because Brad. Father Bragg covered the week before. <laughs> right, I was out for a couple weeks, right? Yeah, and she comes up to me and she said, well, I thought this is all happening in very fast Spanish. And she said, well, I thought you were going to be Father Brad, but you're not Father Brad, but I guess you'll do. So here, take this breakfast burrito. <laughs> I guess you'll do. And, and I've never been offered anything. Really? Like that. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought this was her normal shtick, no. like every Sunday. I wish. That'd be great. Oh. <clears throat> okay, well, I'm sorry. I, I, I ate the breakfast burrito well, and you never yeah, got anything. I'm kind of bummed. I did... <laughs> Possibly from the same woman, there was these tamales that showed up, but I still couldn't taste when they showed up at the rectory. So I ate, I think, 
like two thirds of them with very minimal to no taste. Sure. With enough hot sauce that at least gave me some kind of feeling in my mouth, but <laughs> wasn't very good. Well, and she put like a, a salsa verde in it. Ooh. Um, so it was delicious. What wow. was interesting, and uh, I don't know enough about Mexican, Guatemalan, Nicaraguan, Ecuadorian cultures to know if breakfast burritos is a real big thing. Were there eggs in it? Yes. So oh. it was like an American breakfast burrito. And as she's, I can't do it in Spanish because she's going very fast, but she's like, blah, 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 blah. I made you a breakfast burrito. <laughs> and oh, said breakfast burrito yes, in English? It's, oh. <laughs> it's an English word, at least for her. Yeah, right. And I don't know if that actually translates into Spanish. I don't know in her native culture, if they actually eat breakfast burritos or if she's just embraced this here in the United States. I'm not quite sure. But either way, it was delicious. Regardless, you it was me not meant for you. <laughs> well, I'll talk to Father Brad about it then. We'll see. When I, I told him too that she was expecting to give it to him, but I ate it. Well, there's no way to take a breakfast burrito no. and like go share it with somebody no. a day a day no. later. That you doesn't can't. work. Eggs don't really they don't they don't they don't keep. They don't cooked eggs they don't but what a way to to round out uh, everybody's favorite year uh, oh. 2020 right uh with covid, Just COVID in the, the rectory. best right. absolute best year ever give it up for 2020 everybody. everybody i don't really think anybody's been feeling that way well we can talk about that it's, let's talk about that yeah um i it has just been all over media you know Anytime you listen to a, a show or a podcast or something like that, um, not ours, because we're extremely positive all the time. Of course. Uh, there's just kind of the the idea. It's like good riddance 2020, the dumpster fire of 2020. All, often a little bit more vulgar alternatives used. Um, Quite vulgar. Instead of good riddance. But, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just kind of this idea of like, especially the last few months, when will this year be over? Because mm-hmm. in the first kind of months of the whole pandemic thing, it's like we kind of forgot about January and February that were like still pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I went on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land in January and came back, and we had a month of school last in February yeah. last year. Yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden uh, March happened. Mm-hmm. But everybody's yeah, it's become like the whole year has just been the worst year of all time, um, which just seems like really first world dramatic to say. Don't get me wrong, there's been a lot of issues, a lot of stuffs happened. But for the most part, this idea that it's like the worst year of all time has just happened. We're done with it now. New year, 2021. We're just moving on. So it's kind of like screw that in the past. Mm-hmm. And we're just and we're just blazing a trail. I did have a uh, one of the colleagues at the school where I'm at uh, just like share some a little reflection on this. And it, she was just sharing that she didn't really like this idea of like kind of totally forget about and just kind of throw it in the trash can this whole year mm-hmm. um, because it kind of kind of takes away from the good that was still present mm-hmm. um, or the kind of redemptive suffering that might have happened, right? Absolutely. Out of all the experiences from March and all this stuff, and I, I kind of have an interesting experience of it. As I mentioned when we started this whole podcast, like, like so many people, I came home from grad school and then finished, uh, you, you know, graduate studies in a rectory mm-hmm. online uh, studies online studies yeah i think i told you before about the shirt that said uh zoom university 2020 no i saw it at ray gun in des moines no, it's like really like it. edgy t-shirts and stuff sure and i thought i need that shirt like that is <laughs> that i'm not telling our listeners do, don't go buy me that shirt i don't need it like that but i just thought yes i am a graduate of of, of 2020 zoom zoom university congratulations uh, father so the zoom classes and everybody's just experiencing like um you know open it back up and things like that. And now, gosh, working as a chaplain in a school with all the stuff and sports and all the different things, all the restrictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like 
the election and all the craziness that's happened this year. But yeah, would we just try to throw it back in the, just like let the dumpster fire burn and push it off a cliff or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we miss the, we miss the fact that God was still present and that he was still acting um, in, in lots of different ways. Well, sure. I mean, not that you can do this, but say we could go do an interview of God right now, right. you know, Hey, late breaking news. We have God in the <laughs> yeah. studio with us. God, would you throw away 2020? No. I mean, every moment for him is according to is unfolding according to his will. Not necessarily our decisions into sin, mm-hmm. but his ability to to uh, raise up something in the midst of the darkness of the world that can be greater and more redemptive for the cosmos as a whole, but for individual souls. Would he throw away 2020? Well, he certainly wouldn't want to throw away all the graces and the blessings that he was bestowing among uh, everybody. I wonder if you were, if you could interview God, if he would say, the world became more pro-life in 2020. Yes, there was mm-hmm. many uh, lives lost due to the pandemic or other medical issues that were deferred because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was grieving and suffering in the midst of that. But if family members uh, could appreciate the lives of their loved ones more deeply, if the culture could respect uh, the heroic efforts done by so many medical personnel around the world, if efforts to slow down and spend more time with family and not do the rat race of of chasing the next fad or entertainment thrill, Mm -hmm. uh, would the Lord want to throw away all the blessings that he was still bestowing upon us? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I think there was a lot of blessings that need to be pulled out of that. And so I, you know, I think it'd be good to ask our listeners, while the secular media is saying, you know, as they rung rung in the new year, get rid of 2020, out with the old, in with the new. Mm -hmm. But what blessings would you not want to give up in 2020? I I remember that when the, uh, as you referenced it, the quarantine, the initial shutdown in March began, I was sitting at home and one day, just my phone was lighting up with young adults telling me how much t- more time they had for prayer, and they were going deeper in their own vocational discernment, thinking about priesthood, religious life, the diaconate, whatever that might be. And I just I just sat back and I chuckled. <laughs> I thought, here I am stuck at home, can't travel, can't go do vocations work, and the Lord, who is like the vocation director, mm-hmm. is magnificently at work in the hearts of all these people. And they're responding, mm-hmm. and they're doing things that I can't do for them. You know, right. they have to seek the Lord. They have to find him. They have to respond. So anyways, the Lord has been doing all these wonderful things. And what blessings would we not want to throw out with the old year of 2020? Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of the prayer I'm really bad at doing. Um, Ignatius of Loyola uh, taught his Jesuits and those who follow his spirituality, uh, the examine prayer, right? Mm-hmm. We sometimes as Catholics hear about the examination of conscience that we can do before confession, which is really helpful, really good. That's usually like kind of specific for confession. It's like, okay, here are the, as we mentioned a few podcasts ago, here are the Ten Commandments, here are the Beatitudes, and like how I'm just trying to reflect on how my life like kind of reflected those or where I was lacking or things like that. But Ignatius is examined when I have done it like faithfully, not, not great at it, but he, he had the Jesuits do it at noon and at the end of the day. Um, and it was really just this time to like walk through the day to first, before you're trying to condemn yourself for anything, crazy thing like that just receive the blessings that god's given and it could it's as, as simple as just like the 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 subtleties of the day or something especially just like the normal grind of a work day or something it's like i remember you you wouldn't understand this because you don't like coffee but 
in one of the a Jesuit. I love the smell. You know, love the, the smell. Well, that you could that could be in your exam in there. Uh, he just talked a, a Jesuit who wrote one to to f- walk through and examine uh, of your day. It included like what were these like these little graced moments like your morning cup of coffee, just like this relaxing moment, um, different conversations throughout the day and things like that. That's such a beautiful exercise. Now I'm sort of like telling myself I should do it more often, but mm-hmm. because it is that you're like actually kind of forced to see the good and you realize there is a lot of good. Um, Cause if somebody just asked you at the end of the day, what happened today? You know, like parents ask their children most of the time, mm-hmm. they have no idea. It's like, uh, I don't even know what I ate for lunch. I have no right. idea. I just sat in you know, a classroom, but when you intentionally look at it, you can see like, Oh wait, the Lord has been so powerfully present this whole time. Um, even when he's been hidden in different ways, uh, he's been, he's been revealed in conversations with people in beauty of nature, um, in different, different thoughts and feelings that have come up in your heart and things like that. That seems to be necessary for this year, even more so, right? Just like so many things made us slow down and made us stop, um, and made us sort of like deal with stuff we don't usually deal with, maybe family struggles. Um, I know for myself, I got thrown into this experience of sort of like a, uh, a little stepping stone into the presbyterate, like living with six guys in a rectory mm-hmm. and realizing that, yeah, when you, when everybody just runs around and you, the only time you end up all in the house is just to sleep in your own rooms. It's like the seminary. It's like, you can, it's fine. You can kind of deal with guys, mm-hmm. but when you have to spend the majority of the day kind of like in close quarters and dealing with each other, mm-hmm. right. Possibly like not having the, uh, you know, like the housekeeper or something there and like having to deal with all this stuff. Yeah. All this, all this new things come up. But there's a lot of blessings that happen there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing that even in my first experience of, of high school. Uh, teachers are extremely consistent. And this year was so difficult for so many of them because all of those consistencies that they've developed over years and years of teaching, uh, the, the kind of like the schedule that they've you know, given themselves and how to prepare, that was just thrown out the window. But the, the blessing was everybody was so excited and open to any of the creative things that the campus minister and I would kind of bring forward around school mass or prayer and things like that, because everything was different. Everything was new. Mm -hmm. Um, So with all that in mind, it just seems like really clear that a good examine of this year ought to be done so that those graces aren't missed Mm -hmm. so that those good things the Lord was and is doing um, can actually be received. I think that's beautiful, and I'm glad you're going to kind of take Ignatius's prayer more seriously because what people don't know is we often preach to ourselves, right? All the time. <laughs> so when we get up and stand and preach, all these things are actually very applicable just to our own lives as well. Um, this sense of having this awareness and this consciousness of the blessings that came throughout the past year of 2020 you know, should not be forgotten. They can't be cast aside. There's a very incarnational reality, and even as we remember the themes of Christmas, mm-hmm. that our Lord came to enter into the messiness of this world. He came to enter into the the full depths of the human experience and redeem it from within. That tells us that we we don't flee. You know, we're not off constantly trying to avoid or escape this world and run off into Nirvana. Mm-hmm. That's not Christianity, right? Uh, Christ comes to actually enter into the depths of the human experience, not flee from it. He didn't come here as some, you know, um, esoteric philosopher who was telling everybody, I'm enlightened and I'm going to show you the way to escape all the messiness of this world. No, instead he said, I'm actually going to enter into the messiness with you, take you by the hand, bring my divine light, 
shine around in there in the darkness, and we're going to conquer it from within. Right. And so to, to simply just, I understand there's a psychological value to having a, a fresh start. There's a psychological right. value to having hope. There's a psychological and spiritual value to saying uh, 2021 will be better in many ways. Though we can't necessarily guarantee that. And, and who knows if the, the coronavirus will continue to mutate and who knows if things will last you know, for, for months, if not years to come. We're not quite sure. Right. But there is this value towards having something to hope for and to have something uh, to go forward towards. But at the same time, it's, it's kind of unchristian to want to just disregard the incarnational depths of, of where the Lord was still active. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not Christian to say, I just dismiss those realities, as opposed to, no, I, I, I continue to enter into those realities to discover the blessings in there, to discover the ways that the Lord has been inviting me to grow, and I with him walking on our journey together. And in the midst of that, be a radiant witness towards one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely that's absolutely right. I'm thinking too, Ignatius, just on on the on the mind. I suppose today, um, his rules of discernment that I think we've I don't know I can't remember, but I love this. His talking about consolation and desolation, and I think 2020 has probably been a pretty uh, you know notable experience of desolation for a lot of people in mm-hmm. a lot of different ways. I think culturally, it just clearly is. It's like can't be with the people that you love. Not, not a really consoling experience. But I love in his rules for moments of consolation, moments of desolation. He even talks about in moments of consolation, which I feel like culturally everybody's kind of, you know, a little bit more excited moving past this year. Okay, great. So this might be a moment of hope and of consolation um, and, and kind of like looking ahead to, okay, we got a vaccine. There's all this excitement. But his, his, what he cautions is that, okay, great. In moments of consolation, like receive the, receive the grace that God gives. But just be aware that like desolation might come again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a spiritual director kind of call me out the one time because I was experiencing some some just you know grace and prayer on a retreat. I was like, well, but this rule, see, it says that um, that you know God's gonna it's it's gonna be desolation in the future. And he goes, no, don't treat it like that. That's the wrong way to look at it. He said that acts like God's like giving you some candy, and then he's gonna snatch it away sometime. Mm-hmm. No, it's just to realize like no, I'm gonna receive. The, the, the sort of more acute experience of God's presence and love right now for what it is. But I'm also going to be aware that if I don't experience it, in the, experience it in the future for whatever reason, it doesn't mean it's not real mm-hmm. because I'm experiencing it right now. Right. Um, I think that's what can be helpful right now than with this kind of hope. It's like, oh, yeah, we all hope that another 2020 with all of its pieces <laughs> doesn't sort of line up again soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people hoped in the early 1900s that, there would never be another world war. Mm-hmm. And just a couple decades later, there was a worse one. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> these terrible things happen. And like part of that is just the human condition. But the beautiful thing that like the, the gospel proclaims age after age after age is that God is there in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the still the image of the nativity scene and uh, in a manger, like God is there in the midst of that and he continues to shed his light. Absolutely. Um, so, Maybe there can be like a invitation for all of us then to take a little bit account of what are those blessings that came. Um, it might be a great opportunity for prayer, um, like just to set aside some time, maybe even just like a few minutes um, in the coming week to even write down some of the like the blessings that stand out um, from this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe the hidden ones and maybe the exercise helps reveal, okay, well, what were some good things that happened? And what am I actually taking out of this experience going forward? Yeah, and not only the blessings, where are the areas of growth? Mm-hmm. To say, if 2020 had not happened, 
how would you have not grown in this past year? Right. You know, mentally, psychologically, family relations, even friend relations, reaching out to your neighbors, checking on the elderly, whatever happened, how have you grown in this past year? And where has the Lord been a bless- blessing and anointing your life? If those things are missed, and if we just simply say good riddance 2021, well, we're going to be throwing out the baby with the bathwater because mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of divine grace working in there. And the, and the Holy Spirit was, uh, I think, in many respects, working you know overtime in the, in the lives of a lot of people as they were crying out, brought to their knees, Lord, you know, deliver me, Lord, save me. Right. And he's like, I'm here the whole time. Right. You know? And what a New Year's resolution. This, he's still here. Mm-hmm. He's still here. And whatever continuing suffering, whatever continuing experience of struggle people are having, whatever continuing experience of joy from 2020 that's going into this new year, praise God, because mm-hmm. he's, still, he's still here. So mm-hmm. thanks for tuning in, and thanks for chatting, Father Shane. Father it's Travis, to, it's always good to be with you. Glad you're back on your feet. Yes, and I'll look forward to getting a breakfast burrito sometime soon. God bless Thanks everyone. For tuning in. Send your questions and comments to outcastcatholic at gmail.com. Catch you next time, and God bless.